Hello there. It's them. Blast them. Roger, roger. We're doomed. What have we done? This is madness. I got a bad feeling about this. All right, we are recording. Yay! Bam! And we back. Welcome back, bitches. Hey, guys. Hi, friends. Oh, my God. How was Welcome your week? Welcome back to the show. Yay. As always, I'm Maggie. I'm Cassie. God, we haven't done that No, we totally forget to introduce Fuck. ourselves all the time. And I'm sorry, <laughs> new listeners, if you've just been wondering who the fuck are these people. You're like, what? Uh, <laughs> guys, no intro. I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah, we just jump right in. Um, we get excited. A, we do get excited. It is a Friday night for us. So Maggie and I are, well, I am very happy because to me, that means the end of my work week. And, and I signed is, off today. <laughs> it's your Friday and it's my Monday. Oh, God. Maggie's it's like, it's the, the beginning, beginning of mine. <laughs> yeah. My work week is the opposite of a normal work week. I work um, Friday to Mondays. Yep. So whenever I, I say my weekend, I'm usually talking like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That sounds right. <laughs> that makes sense. So, um, we also are joined yet again by Mr. Spudley Jones, who is somewhere in my bed. Spudley. Where are you? There you oh, are. There he is. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure we knew where he was. He's a very tiny boy. What are you doing in there, sir? He's so curious. He's very curious. He wants to know about all of the things all over my bedroom. Um, no. Excuse you, sir. Spudley. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so we are joined so, again by the Spudley Jones. By Spudley Jones, the baby dog who baby dog. is adorable. He's getting and... bigger, though. He's not so much a baby anymore. No, he's still a baby. He is, I feel like he'll be forever puppy. Right. Um, That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, my goodness. What a fucking day. What a week. I saw that. I literally was the 30 Rock meme. And on Wednesday, I was like, what a week. And he's like, when is Wednesday? I was like, you know, facts. All day Wednesday, I was like, is it Friday? Is it fucking Friday? I am done. I'm done. Like, it was just, it was a lot. It was I, lot, man. I've just had, like, small world moments all week. Like... One of my friends sent me a job posting of like one of her friends on Facebook looking for a job in Manhattan, looking for bartenders. And it was at the same bar that one of my roommates works at. And she was like, you know, we went to college with this guy. And I was like, wait, what? What? That's hilarious. Yeah. And then today it was very, very slow at my bar, which was weird for a Friday lunch, but you know, whatever it happens. Um, but these two girls come in and one of these girls I'm looking at her, I'm like, God, she looks familiar, but I can't place where I know her. And I just assume that it's like from the neighborhood. And she goes, Hey, weird question. Did you go to the university of South Dakota? And I was like, yeah, we did our senior showcases in New York in 2011 together. And she remembered me from that. Like, that's awesome. I was in, I was impressed with her memory and her friend that was with her, who apparently I've also met before. Really? Uh, yeah, like it's a very like small world circle type thing. Mm-hmm. But apparently her friend was like, you can remember somebody you met for two days 11 years ago, but you can't tell me the name of this A-list actor uh, who's <laughs> in everything. And her friend oh was like... I can remember people when I've met them. That's fair. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but she apparently, she was like, I just have face blindness, blindness for people that I've never met before. And I was like, this is just beyond bizarre. 
just a very weird circumstance type thing. And yeah. it was it was super exciting to catch up with her and see what she's like what she's up to now oh. and like her um like uh, hey, what do you have? Sorry. <laughs> she's like yeeted his mouth open. <laughs> I was like, bitch, I will dig. <laughs> he knows I will too. He yeah. runs away from me now. <laughs> yeah. Um but her her old professor the year prior had left and transferred to my school and he was now yeah. our, like which is why our colleges kind of like meshed really clicked. At, at this at the showcase but it was just i you know one of those things where you're just not expecting this no. person to be in this situation and it was it was super cool to catch up with her like i think we spent like 20 minutes chatting before i was like you guys need drinks i am not doing my job you're like wait a minute <laughs> i am at work i have a job yeah. um that's hilarious yeah. i i also appreciate that i think it's so funny we forget how small of an island new york is oh my god it's so small new york is small. New- it's re- especially in the industry surprisingly tiny yeah you meet someone in the industry and it is like less than yeah five degrees from kevin bacon yeah. like it's less than that you you either all probably worked with Either a mutual coworker. Yeah, it's either in the service industry or the entertainment industry. Both yes. are surprisingly small. Which they also both intersect, intersect a lot. A lot. So, so it's like it's just it's very funny. But like apparently she lives right across the street from my job. That's so funny. I'm like, what the like? Yeah, if just I small if, fucking world shit happening. So true. If I add a new friend on Instagram and we don't have someone mutual in common. That's yeah. weird. That's yeah. weird to me. That's so weird to me. Um, um, so, yeah, either you have to be, like, a hardcore fide-eye guy or someone oh in, God. like, investments for me to not at all know anything about the world, or we definitely have someone in common. I literally got lectured today by a stockbroker who came into my bar that. who was like, why aren't you married? And he was giving yeah. me, like, the third degree on, like, why I wasn't married. And I was like, um, sir... Why aren't you married? Why is that any of your business? Why, like, I'm sorry, are you my fucking mother? Right? Like, bro. Like, no, sir, you're a stockbroker. The appropriate thing for you to say would be like, why don't you have a retirement plan set up? Why don't you have a decent savings? And it was like, well, because I'm a fucking moron. Like, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> stay in your lane, motherfucker. Stay in your lane, bruh. Yeah, when he left, he was like, well, I guess I got to go find where the single girls are. And I was like, okay. Oh, he's so gross. Like, I almost like a part of me almost even came to your work today. Yeah, why? Because I had to work from home. But yeah, I had a friend coming by at some point, and then I also had a video call at three. Mm, Fair. Um, so I was like, let me not be sitting in a bar, even though I blurred my background. (laughs) You Um, can only blur your background so much, (laughs) so much before they're like, that bitch is at a bar. I did, of course, have Spudley, though, and it was really fun because he wanted nothing to do with me and was yeah. napping on the couch all day. And yeah. then I have this video call and it's like, how dare I not pay attention yeah. to him? Excuse me. I'm here. So, I was like, are you serious right now? Come on, man. You're killing me. Oh, but it was God. fine. She was cool. Well, Obviously, you show someone a adorable dog on video yeah, and they're and like, oh, my God. They melt instantly. All right, so this week we are drinking um, black Cavendish smoked porter with vanilla beans and coffee, which that's which it. is brewed by um, Casa Agria Specialty Ales in 
Oxnard, California. Huh. I was also, um, I was almost expecting like another flavor profile to be put in there. Cause guys, this is fucking delicious. It, no, it's lovely. I think it's, it I think peanut it's, buttery. Yeah. It? Maybe peanut butter or like honey or like a caramel, something along those lines. So that's why when you read that, yeah. off, I was like, maybe it's the vanilla. It might be the vanilla with mixed it with being the, a quarter. with, yeah, with like the coffee mixed in there yes. and like. It's lovely. I'm very excited about this beer. It's um, very good. Yeah. Pick it up if you see it, obviously. Like, Do it. Really, we have been pretty much with, with and by I say our beer selections, just the cans of beer I happen to have when mm-hmm. we drink on the show. When I search for beers for this show, I have to um, find ones that both Cassie and I will like, which yes. <laughs> um, we have very different tastes in beer. A little bit. And I've been doing pretty good. You've been doing very good. Yeah, I'm really good at this shit. Yeah, absolutely. And I was about not to, to say, toot my own horn, but I'm just amazing. But <laughs> I'm fantastic. Um, I was about to say it's probably a little harder now too that you don't work at that craft beer store. Yeah, I mean, I can still go over there and buy like a can of beer or whatever. Oh, hey, sir. I'm just She's very cute. Sure. Um. Do you have a? No. I'm so hesitant to ask this full question. Do you no. have a hot take? No, of course I don't. Why would I? Why would I do that? Why all right, would I, have a hot take? I, I only had all day to think about this. I have a hot take that I feel like you are going to hate. Oh, so very much. No. Okay, so my hot take for the week, and all y'all are are welcome to judge me for this, but I stand by this one. I will not be mad. Because we do not have a canonical death for Jar Jar Binks. I will not be mad if Jar Jar Binks shows up again. You know, you've mentioned this to me before, and I was hoping you would never have the audacity. Oh, no, I'd have the the audacity (laughs) yet again. Because here's here's my thing with it of why I say I will not be mad if Jar Jar Binks shows up again. I firmly believe that Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks, who deserves not like I do not think Ahmed Best deserves any criticism for his performance no he did exactly what was asked of him and he went full out on that performance and he didn't write that character he didn't write the character he wasn't the director this that and whatever and he went through a lot of really hard times post post having played that character and you know Ahmed Best did get to a point where he contemplated suicide because oh, oh yeah, like Star Wars fans fucking tore him down. So sad. And uh, here's my thing with Jar Jar Binks. I'm not a huge fan of the character. I have a like a a personal sentimentality, like a sentiment sentimental attachment to the character. But that's okay. because I grew up with a Basset Hound who like who looked very had very similar coloring to Jar Jar Binks Aww. and. Had a very similar way of, of like you know his very loose way of walking around. That's how our Daisy walked around, and she yeah. was she was our little Jar Jar Banks, and that doesn't excuse any of the problematic shit from Jar Jar Banks. It's just I have a weird personal connection to yeah. that. That where I can see all of the bad for that character, and I can and I totally understand that character is annoying. Yeah. But there's something about that character that, like, has a little bit of a soft spot in my heart. And and I would totally understand if Ahmed Best said, no, I don't want to come back as this. Oh. I wouldn't blame him. Uh, yeah. In, in any After way. the way she, he was treated, yeah. In no. any way, shape, or form. But 
that is a that is an actor I would love to see have that moment that he didn't get that he does that he should have gotten. Well, Hayden Christensen's being, getting it. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I I would that that's where I'm like, you know what? I don't know how you'd reintroduce it because I know this fandom is a nightmare. It's a goddamn yeah. nightmare. And I and I would totally understand if he said no and he didn't want to do it. But I would love to see that character. I would love to see that character return just so he could have that moment. Yeah. And that that would make me so happy. And that's why I want to see Jar Jar Binks come back. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I, but I there there is like there yeah. there is stipulations between like and I uh, of like why and this that and whatever and I yeah. If you're gonna do it though, I I think you told me yeah. Um, that there's like a theory. Oh, Darth Jar Jar. Yes. I want to see evil Jar Jar. That's Banks. the only yes. way I want to see it. That's the only way I yeah. want to see it. I I want to see him come back with a vengeance. Yeah. I want to see that actor get that. And be able to use like, that almost as like a tool. Like, good for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, fuck I, us up. Be mad at us and take it out on us and yeah, drive absolutely. that to That's the only way I want to see it. I just want him to have that moment that I yeah. feel like he, that a lot of actors who have been in Star Wars have that like Star Wars moment. Yeah. Too bad we can't give that to Natalie Portman because they just did that and it was so dirty. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Maybe they if they did so like, flashbacks. Good. So good in The Phantom Menace. And then you go to Attack of the Clones, yeah. which, like, here's the thing. I still love watching the prequels. Attack of the Clones is probably my least favorite of the oh, prequels. Oh, yeah. It's still a storyline that, I mean, but, you know it's one of my yeah. favorite storylines that I But when you look, But when you look at the, at the strength that Padme had in Phantom Menace and how much agency she has and she takes command of yeah. all these things and then you move on to attack the clones and she's literally there as just a love interest as yep as and she just kind of like fades into the background which i'm i'm really excited i did um pre-order this uh the new um it's the third of ek johnson's books about padme so she has oh. like queen shadow Queen's Peril and Queen's Hope is the one that's coming out. I did pre-order this book and I pre-ordered it through the very small bookshop in E.K. Johnson's like hometown. Love. And so I'm going to get a signed copy of this book. I'm like, I'm, Stop. I'm, I, I will, I will not be okay. It's probably going to be a book that I will not um, actually physically read. I'm probably going to like download the Kindle version of it because you do like your audiobooks. Oh, no, this one I'm just going to download, like, the Kindle version of it because I'm going to read it on vacation. Oh, um, but... do you not take physical books with you on vacation? No, space. I got a Kindle when I when I was touring. I just can't do Kindles. Oh, see, I, I got why. one I got one when I was on tour because yeah. just space-wise, like, every inch of space in my backpack and my, in my suitcases was all accounted for, so the Kindle was just the way I could have, like, 60 books with me. My shoulders yeah. and my back would greatly appreciate that about yeah. me, but uh, do I do that? No, absolutely not. I bring at least three books with me. Yeah. <laughs> and my uh, carry-on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I think E.K. Johnson is probably my favorite Star Wars author, awesome. just based off of her approach to Padme and, and the way she approaches all these things that we get from the prequel movies and how she takes them and turns them into really empowering things like yeah. what she did with the handmaidens what she did with yes. all of the little things that 
you know, just blossomed yeah. out of this. And the fact that E.K. Johnson just fully understands Padme and Anakin's relationship. Yeah. She fucking gets it. Like, yeah. that's why she is my favorite Star Wars author. I love that. Yeah. Yay! I, well, I gave you plenty of time. Now, do you have a hot take? I actually am going to pull one out of what you were just talking about. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say out of your ass. And I was going to say, well, what else is uh-huh. new? <laughs> You're like, and I'm sorry, what's new? Okay. Um, no, so I, basically my hot take is, yeah, I agree. Padme, especially in the first movie and how she, how she was introduced to us and Queen Amidala and that whole just regal badass. Oh. <laughs> Figuring Diane's instrument. What's it called? The glue horn. Glue horn. Glue horn. I was trying to get get spud out of my trash. Oh. Um, That makes sense. Um, Start over. (laughs) So the way we were like introduced to her and everything with that bad bitch queen energy. Yeah. I was even gifted. I'm pretty sure like all my like birthday and Christmas gifts that year. I wish I still had it. Were the artist books. I don't know if you remember, but when the prequels came out, they released all these artist books specifically on her costuming. Yes, I remember about? this. I had one of them. and <gasps> You had one? Oh, yeah. Oh, it my was God, my I favorite thing. I'm so, so mad bad. that I don't still have it. I don't, I mean, we moved around a lot. My yeah. family moved around oh, a lot. Oh, same. So I, who knows what move it got lost in. Um, but it was, I would bring it on road trips. Like my family yeah. and I would always take like really long road trips and I would just be in the car just like gouging over these like gorgeous costumes yeah. of Queen Anamadala and like the handmaids and all of them and the makeup design. And I just love these books so much. It actually had the guys in there too. Yeah. It was just a costume and artist yeah. design of Star Wars period. Of yeah. The prequels. Well, the first one especially. Um. But you're right. It was like we got introduced this badass woman. And I think that's why my mom, I could see, being yeah. the ringleader of this, mm-hmm. probably telling everyone, yes, absolutely get cast this stuff. This yeah. is a powerful woman that I want yeah. her to like look up to or like see in her life. Uh I only remember that happening during the first movie. I and that's, I did but that's, not get anything that's after what's that. And so that sucks. Dis- <laughs> that, that's what's so disappointing when if you just look at the prequel movies. And you look at Padme's character. You had this character in The Phantom Menace that was a force to be reckoned with. And once you moved on to Attack of the Clones, it becomes very much a love interest. She still has, like, some very strong moments within Mm -hmm. that movie. But then we still get the thing of her shirt conveniently ripping into a midriff. And, like, that nonsense. And then you move on to Revenge of the Sith, and she's just in the background. Yeah. She she exists in her and Anakin. She wears pearls to bed. She wears <laughs> pearls on her arms to bed and sleeps on her side, yet has no indents. And yeah, she has <laughs> 80s prom hair when she goes to bed, when she had straight hair during the day. Like what is happening? Like, yeah. It's and it's, and, and yeah. that's what I but that's what I really, really love about just diving more into just Padme's perspective with the E.K. Johnson books is that she takes all of these little things of, you know, how grandiose the costuming is. And the costuming becomes an integral part of her protection. Mm -hmm. Like, it becomes something where 
they're taking these really traditional Nabubian costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you can use that word. Anytime. Mm-hmm. I will I will work that. I know that that is not the correct way correct way to say it, but I will continue to say Nabubian. But these traditional costumes that she was supposed to wear as queen, and they redesigned them with fabrics that are blaster proof, that are fire resistant, that the makeup becomes a a thing where they can use this He's decoy disguised. system. Yeah. The voice is important. And yeah. there's there's one handmaiden that that never plays decoy to Padme because she just can't get the voice. Yeah. But that's why you have like all these different handmaidens there and like I love the attention to detail and I think that's what that's what she really excels at is taking an innocuous thing and making it a very important part of the story yeah and I I fucking love it yeah and I'm very I'm so excited for Queen's Hope because Revenge of the Sith is the one where Padme has the really has the least agency yeah. Of of the three. She is very much just there wondering what Anakin's going to do. It's all about Anakin in Revenge of the Sith for her. She has like a couple moments in the Senate in Revenge of the Sith. I was going to say, she, but she like doesn't, a few. She doesn't assert herself at all in this movie. No. And, and so I'm very like, queendom. Yeah. Well, because she, she's not queen when she, after on Naboo, queens have term limits. We did they, yeah, they, they're they very so. much like a, a president type thing. So when, so oh, that's right, because it's the other the other girl that we get introduced to. Um. So when when Padme, you know, stops being queen, they even make a comment about how they wanted to amend their constitution or whatever so that she could be queen longer. And she's like, no, she decides to become a senator. Yeah. And so she's moving through this, but she still keeps the name Amidala, which yes. is not her name. Yeah. Like Padme's name is Padme Naberi. Yeah. And then you've got um, Amidala, like this whole weird thing. I do really like the I the the, the breakdown of like politics on Naboo. I think they're very interesting. Mm-hmm. I I I'm very, very fascinated by this animated an, anim anonymity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the right word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's pretty much my hot take. Yeah. Is that- yeah, we got this like badass woman in the first movie. Not saying she wasn't still badass in the other ones, but you're right. They definitely like they could have done so much more with her. Yeah, they definitely put her on the back burner. And I, the only, but, they, but the, it started off so well. It did start off so well. The only, 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 and I know you hate this term. Only reason I will play devil's advocate right now. <laughs> I do hate the term devil's advocate. Is because it is Anakin's story. It yeah. is Darth Vader's story. It is his oh. telling. So I could see how it's like we need to concentrate. Oh no, on ab- him. absolutely. That is the only reason I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. But you could still hold her to be the badass leader and yeah. woman who is paving her own trails yeah. and had um who held this office. She held office yeah. still. Even never mentioned this stuff. Um so they still could have done that. Yeah. So the only way I'm like, okay, I can kind of see why they maybe made that decision. Maybe they were like, okay, we this is Anakin's story. This is Darth Vader. Like, we yeah. need to concentrate on him. But they didn't, you're right, they didn't have to diminish her so, so much. But. Yeah. I, I think they did remedy their mistake in the Clone Wars series. Oh, okay. I And I do think, like, Padme, she she gets a lot more 
her, herself back and it, cool. and she has causes that she fights for and we see her really be a senator and see her to we see her be a force to be reckoned with cool yet again in that series so i think it does right a lot of the wrongs that the movies did with her character That's cool. that we were just seeing her personal life and where she may not have taken as strong of a role in her personal life which is is fine yeah like there's nothing wrong with the way that she handles things like like yeah the, like people can make a lot of comments about Padme ignoring red flags this that and whatever we've all but, done it but we're <laughs> but we're also looking at a very at a at a woman who is very sheltered from a young age yes uh who became queen at 14 mm-hmm. who doesn't necessarily have the social life experiences that a lot of other women have. And she ends up in a toxic relationship, but that doesn't mean that there isn't love within that relationship. Is the relationship good for either one of them? No. Yeah. It's not. But that doesn't diminish how she feels. Yeah. In that relationship. And yeah. 100%. Like we, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy for us to make jokes about and 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 we do and yeah. why wouldn't you because wouldn't it's we? ridiculous but we've all been there yeah making excuses for someone because we have feelings and our feelings are valid you in that moment but but everything ref- everything she's clue horn oh, down clue sorry horn. I, for some reason for some today. reason i just thought i could balance the clue horn very easily on my desk and just leave it there. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> uh, the clue horn has been quite the glue horn down. Uh, but but even though she's ignoring these red flags, she's everything she feels for Anakin yeah. is 100% valid. Yeah. And I think we keep forget I think we forget a lot with Padme how young she is. Yeah. Because she's in such positions of power because she's so intelligent. That we can't wrap our heads around how she could make these mistakes. But she's, again, very young. Mm-hmm. And we all do really stupid shit when we're young and we're in love. We do really stupid shit. When we're old <laughs> and we're in love. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I had agreed. a guy I was dating steal my computer. And then when I asked him for it back, he said, no, it was broken. And I said, no, it's not. Give me my fucking computer back. And he's like, oh, it's only going to be $40 to get it fixed. And I was like, but it's not broken. So I was like, get my computer back. So the next day I was like, where's my computer? And he's like, don't worry. It's only going to be $60 to get it fixed. And I'm like, yesterday it was 40, but where the fuck? This went on for like a few days. It went up to $120 to get it fixed. And then I finally called his roommate and like, have you seen this computer? And he's like, oh, yeah, he tried to sell it to me for 20 bucks. (gasps) Oh, yeah. So we do stupid things. What the when we're young? Fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, motherfucker, you you legit just stole my computer. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So we all do really stupid things. Oh, bro. I had a broken nose home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's a story for another day. But still. I feel you, though. We do. We do stupid shit. We do stupid shit. And I think we just really seem to forget how young Padme is. Even at the end of her life, she is still incredibly young. Yep. She is. And very sheltered. Yeah. Within the world that she lives in. So, yeah. It it makes perfect sense. We can do. All right. We're going to take an ad break. Her right here. Her right now. In this moment. 
And we're back. Yay. So I don't even know what we're talking about. I, I was like, oh, I forget. What are we talking about? Mike? He's like, yeah, I didn't tell you. I, I didn't like, tell oh, you. Oh, okay. I have, I have, this, this topic isn't a secret to you or listeners, but it is a secret to Cassie in this moment. Um, all I, all I told Cassie about this week's topic is I texted her this morning and I was say, and I said, Hey, think of a random character in star Wars. It's not important to the plot, but one that you're just like, fucking amped about seeing anytime you see them on screen. Perfect. Um, so we are talking about um this isn't a legend, but I've but I've decided that this is the legend of Glup Shido. What? So the legend of who? Glup Shido. So what is what, what is Glup Shido? What is Glup Shido? Okay. So Glup Shido is a fake name used to refer to obscure characters in Star Wars that Hardcore fans just go ape shit over. Oh, so it has it has tum- it's like a whole category. Yeah, it has Tumblr origins. Um, apparently the original post uh happened on September third, twenty twenty. Okay. Um, and user Gum Jabber, uh, posted, and this is the original post that started Glup Shido. They posted, every time a new Star Wars movie or show is announced, all of the fans are like, OMG, Glup Shido is back. And then there are three crying emojis afterwards. <laughs> and this post got 33,000 notes, which I am assuming are the Tumblr equivalent of likes. I don't know. I never got into Tumblr. Oh, I didn't either. Um, so I'd like, but 33,000 notes, which. Could be comments. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. But Glup Shido is now actually even in Urban Dictionary. Stop. Yeah. And Glup Shido has, like, transcended the Star Wars fandom and has gone across fandoms. When I was researching this, I, ty- I typed in popular Glup Shidos. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to scroll to find Star Wars. Really? Once I got past, like, the explanations of what Glup Shido is. Like, there was one for, like, who are your critical role Glup Shidos? And Critical Role is a D&D show. Which, oh, I don't know that. Uh, which I really enjoy because I enjoy watching other people play D and D. I I don't necessarily enjoy playing D and D, but I really like watching. I used to be that way in college with Final Fantasy. Yeah, I love watching. I people... loved watching people play Final Fantasy. Yeah, oh yeah, I would. I've been planning like a um, an episode on Jedi Fallen Order, but I don't have a PlayStation, so I can't play mm. Fallen Order. So I've been watching other people play Fallen Order That's to get the story. Funny. And um, I'm only about two out. Two and a half, three hours in to this, and like, there's a lot of story. It's very good, though. I'm Whoa. very impl- impressed with Fallen Order. That's beside the point. That... Uh, back to Glup Shido. Okay, so yeah. obviously Glup Shido is not canon because Glup Shido isn't real. Glup Shido is an idea. It's a vibe, and it seems to spread across just fandoms yeah. in general, not just Star yeah. Wars. So I decided because I really was having a hard time finding a topic for this week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like bouncing around a bunch of different random things. And I was like, there isn't enough on this one thing to be a full episode. There isn't enough on this to be a full episode. I'm not done with the Fallen Order stuff. I'm not in yeah. a place to do Fallen Order. And I'm not going to de- like devote seven hours in one of my days off to <gasps> finishing this. Like, and Fallen Order is going to come 
in due time, people. Like, you're going to, I I can't watch people play video games for seven hours straight. No, same. Uh, Absolutely not. So I decided, like, let's do Glup Shitto, and I will just. Um, I'm here for it. Let's I do will. It. I will talk about my glup shittos. Okay. Like, here's who. Like, these are the characters I go fucking ape shit for when they pop up. Some of them have been brought into. I I should also preface that I have a different definition of a glup shitto than I than I know a lot of other Star Wars people do. Oh, okay. Um, I know Star Wars people. They're like that will consider Grand Admiral Thrawn a glup shitto. I don't think so. Okay. At this point, I I told me that it was someone who does not necessarily move the plot line forward. I, that's what my opinion of a glup shitto is. It's um, just this, like but like character, I but mean, we love them. you could you could even argue that if you were to go back to like the Star Wars holiday special, Boba Fett would become a glup shitto. Oh my gosh! Just based on the holiday special, yes, agree. Yeah, is is so there are a yeah. lot of characters that we have gotten so much more information now than we have prior. I know people that will consider like Satine Kree's a glupshido or Cad Bane a a, a glupshido, and That's I wild. think there's so much. I I prefer to think of them as characters that exist within the world. They don't move the storyline along forward. They're just there, and they're just. Fun when you see them. That's what I think of when I think of Glup Shido. Yeah. So these are my Glup Shidos. <laughs> well, we all know what your very first one is. Say it before I show you my notes. It has to be a gong droid. <laughs> Motherfucker. You're queen of the gong droids. Yeah, but my very <laughs> first Glup Shido I wrote is gong droids. Of course it is. Yeah, they're gong I, I love seeing them. They don't necessarily move the plot forward. No. They, they, I just think they're fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't really even. I probably you probably don't notice them. Would have never noticed them unless you did an entire yeah. episode. On yeah, them. because <laughs> they're walking trash cans. Yeah, I them. love them and I relate to them. Yeah. Like I also now consider Quirky Crees a glupshito. How dare you? That is Obi Wan and Satine's son. He absolutely. Moves but the that's why. <laughs> I, I consider him a glup shitto because I feel like there's more to this boy. Okay, that's with fair. With this terrible name. And that's I need fair. to know more. I have questions. That's fair. You have answers. Obviously, Figrin Dan and the modal nodes. Yeah. Oh, I love them. I get excited I whenever Figrin I see Dan. them. And now let's like jump into the ones that I added some fun facts to because we've covered Gonk Droids, Corky, and Figrin Dan. So you can just pop back to those episodes to look at them so more glup shittos for me mm-hmm. and you can feel free to jump in if any of these overlap with you because i didn't tell you what a glup shitto was i just no. said like what's a rando character yeah um and i the first couple that came to mind i don't think would be categorized as glup shitto so I yeah i didn't explain answer. it very well that's okay. When you first texted me, you left out a key word. Yeah, I forgot uh, to write character. the word. I, I, I just wrote random uh, and, and then kept talking. Kept talking. And I was like, I literally sent her the Jeff Goldblum confused gif. I was like, I think you might have left out a word. <laughs> I have no idea what the question is. I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? Okay. So, so my next one is Max Rebo. Max yes. Rebo and, and I'm gonna he's say, everyone's new fave. Yeah, I mean, how can you not love him? But I will say, Mac, the the band name I'm going to say is not canon, and I think that is a shame, um, and should be fixed. And this little 
bit of that I'm going to talk about is not canon, but I think it's amazing. Weird. So Max Rebo and the Jizz Whalers. And the Jizz Whalers. <laughs> Why is that not canon? canon? Oh, so, no. First off. <laughs> Max Rebo, um, I can't remember because I literally just, I literally just threw my phone on the bed because I was getting too many text messages and it was bothering me because I'm so popular. Uh, no, Cassie texted. Okay. One of them was from me. <laughs> Cassie texted a group chat that we're both in. Um, but I can't remember Max Rebo's original name, but Max Rebo is a stage name. Uh, I think you did tell me that. Yeah. So Max Rebo is just a very pure, innocent soul. He's very naive, like very, very naive. And the band was originally called Avar Orbis and the Jizz Whale and the Jizz Whalers, but Avar was killed by Figrin Dan and the <gasps> Modal Nodes. Shut up! Because Avar was trying to like move in on the Mos Eisley Cantina band job, and Figrin Dan was like. Fuck that guy, because Ficker and Dan's a goddamn badass. Um, in, no, Ficker and Dan's in, a cold-blooded killer. In Legends. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, what? This is all not canon. Oh, it's okay. just amazing. Still. I love the ridiculous story. stories. That's funny. Um, and um, so that led... Um, like that led Max to and uh, end up like signing with Jabba, and we'll get into that in a second. But... Um, Max of Max Rebo in Legends eventually opens his own chain of restaurants called Max's Flanth House, and he becomes very successful and retires on Coruscant. Uh, um, there's also a very large, there, not a very large, house. there is a very minor yet thoroughly amusing debate in the Max Rebo community about whether or not Max Rebo plays his space piano with his hands or his feet. Oh, yeah, that is a debate. Yeah. We saw that on TikTok. Yeah. I said that to you, of uh, whether or not Max Rebo actually has arms or if he just plays with his feet and is playing with his with his junk to the world. No. <laughs> I am a firm believer that um, Max Rebo doesn't have hands or feet. He just plays with showing limbs. the world his business. <laughs> That's amazing. Good for him. Another, I feel oh, like God. a lot of my glup shippos come from um, Return of the Jedi. Okay. From Jabba's Palace. Of course. Um, my next one, Size Noodles. Size Noodles is the femme fatale singer of the band that was yes. added. Yes. She's the one With who killed. She's the one who killed Zero the Hut because he essentially jilted her, and she was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna become That's a spy." Right. She had a love affair yes. with him. I remember. And this is also this is this part is non-canon. Sai uh, Sn- Snoodles is the one who pressured Max Rebo into taking the Jizz Whalers, or into taking over the Jizz Whalers, and then convinced Max to take the job at Jabba's Palace. Which the job at Jabba's Palace, which was a lifelong contract, and the main selling point was that Max Rebo got unlimited food, because Max Rebo was a was the smallest of his kind, dead, and now he is not because he uh, had that favorite from Jabba. That's so funny. Oh, I, I love that. My next glup shippo, Salacious B. Crumb. Which is, uh, Salacious B. Crumb is a little kawaki and monkey lizard that hangs out right by Jabba's that's like, <laughs> like that, like oh, laugh. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. a horrible, I, I can't do the laugh. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, but, um, <laughs> so Salacious B. Crumb 
is the court jester at Jabba's palace. Oh, that's funny. And he was a thief who stowed away on one of Jabba's ships and was found by Bib Fortuna. Oh. And Salacious B. Crumb then makes a deal with Jabba that if Crumb could amuse Jabba at least once a day, he would be allowed to eat and drink as much as he pleased, but he failed to make Jabba laugh or to, to amuse Jabba at least once a day, he would be killed. Ooh. Yeah. So, Entertain me or die. Yeah. And, wow, um, this so, is my stakes. Salacious B. Crumb also has met Darth Vader and annoyed the shit out of Darth Vader <laughs> when he met him. Like, <laughs> Of course he did. Has, like, literally, he would just be there to antagonize people because Jabba <gasps> found him amusing. Yeah. And, like, we even see, like, when Jabba doesn't find him amusing, how Jabba treats him. Um, but Vader came, and Salacious B. Crumb did what Salacious B. Crumb does. And Vader basically told Jabba, if he makes one more fucking noise, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, wow. like, whenever Salacious B. Crumb pops up, I go apeshit. Like, it's, That's this hilarious. is kind of where my mind went with this episode. Is like, I love these characters, but there really isn't enough for a whole episode. No, on absolutely. No, but I love this. This is um, great. My next one is a Legends character who is not canon. It is Chuck-a-Truck. From Caravan of Courage. Chuck a truck from fucking Caravan of Courage. I can't. The one never that forget. never forget. Chuck a truck deserved so much better. And Mace, not Mace Windu, Mace white Mace. kid. Uh, Piece of shit, Mace. The yeah, little, like, the little white, little the little white kid named Mace, who was a little like asshole the entire time. I'm sorry. Chuck a truck is just there existing. Chopping wood. He's an expert with a goddamn axe. And you, you little piece of shit who's like spaceship crashed, you're going to be like, oh, can you do an act? Like, I challenge you to an axe throwing contest. Chuck a truck obviously is better than you are. Chuck a truck sacrificed himself for you. And now you're, and now you're just going to like have a fucking party like minutes after Chuck a truck died. Yeah. I, I'm still not okay with that. The um, disrespect. I, I need to go and watch the sequel so we can do the the, the follow-up to the Caravan of Courage episode. I mean, we also don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm um, like, I, it's fine. Yeah, I don't lose any okay. sleep over it. <laughs> This next character was not a glup shadow of mine until I was researching this episode. Oh, no. And I discovered this character's name. Oh, no. I also very much regret throwing my phone away because the only way you're going to know who this is is if I show you a picture of it. Oh, him. okay. Uh, Spudley, go get her phone. <laughs> Good lord. It'd be really cool if you decided to do that trick right now. I threw it really far away. Um, also, I'm going to preface that I, um, when I do say this character's name, which will be in a hot minute. Okay. So this character is from Rogue One. Okay. It is one of the, um, he is one of the rebel commandos who was on Scarif in the Battle of Scarif. And he's probably the only alien that I think we really see. The okay. only non-human species. Okay. But this character right here. Oh. Yeah. You see him like kind of yell like it, it almost seems yes. like he's yelling, come on. He has a he's an amphibian type. I have not That was a chaotic scene anyway. Yeah. I have not attempted to say this character's name, and he's literally only a glove shadow because I found out what his name was on Wednesday. So here we go. Paddock. Draba, Takat, Sap, De, Reki, Nick, 
linke tiki veth nik ni seve li kek. That is this character's name. It took three lines in my notebook to write that. That is too much. His um, name is Pow for short. Pow. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, he is a dra- wow. Drabatan wow. rebel commando, and he was killed at the Battle of Scarif. Hmm. He, I mean, he literally is a Glupshido just based off of that ridiculously long name. <laughs> right, nobody wants to And that. what I did find out about him this week is that it was his dream that, it, like, when he grew up, he wanted to be an engineer. And he decided to fight for the rebellion and put Aww. his dreams of being an engineer on hold. Okay. But he's a, but he is a he is a but he reptil- fought for the rebellion and a yeah, suicide a, mission that yeah, technically he, was linked and engineered to no pun intended by an engineer. Yeah, who secretly hid the mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah, but so. he was incredibly brave. Um, if you if you look. At Rogue One, he is the very, I mean, first off, he's really the only alien I can think of that we really see on Scarif that has, like, a moment. And he's very amphibious looking. He has a very, very large mouth. And he kind of, at one point, he kind of yells. And I don't know if he's speaking basic or not, but it almost feels like he's yelling, come on. Oh, Um, Yeah, but literally, this character is... (laughs) Only one of my glove shadows because that name is so fucking long. So long. We'll 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 try and post a picture of his uh, of his name. Like and Oh my gosh. Also, my very last glove shadow. Yeah, you're making my job very hard this week. I have to choose a picture and you're throwing out so many characters. I'm throwing out all of these characters because I just think they all deserve love and there isn't enough information to devote a whole episode to all of them, but I love them so much. Post this week. Yeah. (laughs) Pick pick your battle. I also, my last club shit, I didn't know how to name until this week. Okay. Uh, So my last club shit, I've mentioned this before that when Lando, when, when in the sequel trilogy, um, when they run into Lando on Pasana, the, the, the place where all the Aki Aki are, Uh, And he's in that, like, sand crawler thing that there's the driver that Lando's like, we need to go here. And the driver just goes, okay, and then shuts the thing. I love that character. Um, So I didn't (laughs) know that character had a name until this week. Of course he does. Um, So that character's name is Kalo In, which is essentially she, I I also didn't know that she was female. Uh, She is Lando's, essentially his Uber driver on Pasana. Um, she's his personal yeah. driver. And I didn't know she was female. Lando like, would have a personal driver. Lando would absolutely I, have a personal driver. There is something about the abruptness of her, of how she just exists in this world in that very brief moment that makes me go, I want to know everything about you. I wouldn't know. Yeah, like, I, wanna I, know. I want all of the information. Just the fact that she turns to go, okay, slams the thing shut. I sold. This character's oh perfect. Absolutely. Perfection. That's amazing. So th- those are my glup shadows. Um, also, right. oh, wait, I have one more um, that I totally forgot. Oh, I just didn't write him down. My last one, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just Ben Quadraneros from the pod race in Phantom Menace. He's the one who can't get his engine started, and he gets really mad, and he, like, slams his hands on his little hands oh. on there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not important. I don't like there's really nothing to say about Ben Quadraneros. I just think he's funny. 
There we go. Yeah, those are my club shadows. I love that. That's hilarious. Well, her text me telling me, just by the way, like I want to give you a heads up so you're not like caught like on the spot on the podcast. She's like, think of like rando characters every time you see them, you get excited or whatever. Yeah. That was kind of the definition I was given. So the first two that came to my mind were Lando Calrissian and yeah. Babu Frick. I was like, I love them. I um, think, but Babu, I think Babu Frick more fits the criteria of Club Shadow, yes. even though Babu directly moves the plot forward. I was gonna say he literally, yeah. like it is, but I, but I feel like there's more Sorta. to there's more to Babu Frick's story that we could get. I feel Absolutely. like we've gotten a lot of Lando's story, and Lando is a a. a a main character. character. Yeah. Which I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so I take that back. I changed my answer. Um, so uh when she was describing this to me um before we started today, I was like, oh, okay. Um the first ones to come to my mind, mm -hmm. honestly, are it's a couple of characters. So mm -hmm. it actually it might just be like the species, but it's anytime we see a Twi'lek. Yeah. Anytime we're introduced to them, the way they just own themselves yeah. and they're like raw sexuality, but but in a way that it's like Jabba obviously takes advantage of it yeah. and abuses it. Um and that sucks. But then, you know, she gets like Leia, in my opinion, kind of avenges her yeah uh, we, we're talking bit. about like ula and that's like yeah that, that that we like dancer that yeah. has fed to the rancor um but then the two that we see most recently but in... i mean even just to go back to ula for a second she like puts up a fight she oh, she has yeah. that moment out i'm fucking done one oh, way yeah. or another I'm done. She's like, this is my superpower. How yeah. dare you so use it, it against me and victimize it, me? It's almost fuck off. Like it's not that Jabba kills her necessarily. Like he does kill her, obviously, yeah. but she goes into that moment knowing that one way or another, I'm going to be free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um. But yeah. So, but then the two that we meet in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh. Um. Oh, the 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 Twi'leks and Madame Garza. Yes. Yeah. Just they, the they, way they like, they literally, any, it's like they command a room. Yeah. Anytime you see a tweet, like, they walk in with their shoulders back. They know who the fuck they are. They use their sexuality as not necessarily a weapon. I think they're, it's, but it's definitely as a like, I know who I am. This is my identity. And this is, and I am very proud of this. And it's in like reclaiming it. I, I feel like almost it's not necessarily that Twi'leks are overly sexual it's that they are very comfortable with who they are yeah exactly and that may be misconstrued into Maybe. overtly sexual and i think it's been you know within this galaxy if you look at the way that twi'leks are presented within the galaxy oh yeah yeah, yeah. that that has been used against them that's what i mean that's yeah. what i like about them and i respect the shit out of them and they always like catch my eye because yeah. like you said like well, first off they're striking visually oh my god so much they're but absolutely in a way stunning. that is so likable do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like because there are some people that are like there are some people that this is going off of star wars but like in today's world, you have your like conventional beauty or yeah. whatever by the standards. And there are some people who like fit that mold, like yeah. massive eye roll to, let's say, the Kardashian family. Yeah. But they are not likable, in yeah. my opinion. Like hard yeah. pass. Um, <laughs> but there's something about the Twi'leks that like 
they are striking mm-hmm. and gorgeous and like obviously your eyes are like drawn to them and they're great but they like I don't even know if we got a line out of one of them or we got maybe a like nothing not no line that really resonates with who that no. like is as a person but they but they're just so like, like I think they likeable. just offered to clean Boba Fett's yeah. helmet like but there's just so there's just something about them I think that might be my um your glup shit my glup shit out is just it's just Twi'leks just in Twi'leks general because yeah. they just they're so incredible well, and like you said think, they're just they just own who they are and they're so confident in who they are. Like, they're like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Like what I re- what I really, really like about Twi'leks in the in the Star Wars in the Star Wars universe is that they were originally introduced as these characters that were overly sexualized. Yeah. Meant to be like a slave race Ugh, type thing. And it. even when we did our Twi'lek episode in, you know, many moons past, before we were doing like the fan art stuff that we do now for our Instagram posts. We were doing like memes for different things. And I remember you were looking for a meme for Twi'leks and you were like, don't search Twi'leks. I was like, oh because, my okay, God. Okay, first off, Star Wars I fans. I was afraid that my computer was going to get a porn virus. I'm not Y'all kidding. nasty. I was like, um, oh my God. But but what I really do love that the fact that this franchise has been around for so long and yeah. that we've had so much time to recontextualize things within it. Like yeah. where we we've seen how... How, you know, the the animated shows expand on the movies, how the comics do, how the books do, all these different things, is that we've seen this new side of Twi'leks. And especially with, like, when we first were introduced to Ayla Secura, uh, Jedi Master, who is a Twi'lek Jedi yes. Master in the prequel. She was in, like, the crop top and the low-rise, like, pants, very sexualized. And through the comics, we have learned that that the comics writers have basically taken this image that was given to them from these movies and said, let's empower her a little bit more. And is it the perfect solution to this? No. But they made an effort. And that's the big thing. Yeah. And so they took this image of Ayla Secura in this crop top and things, you know, this, that, and whatever, and said, she's dressing like this intentionally to use her sexuality as a weapon. And, yes. and it took that idea of this, you know, hot piece of ass they were going to throw in those movies as just like, oh, look, here's a sexy alien who doesn't say shit because she doesn't have a fucking line. Ugh. She's like the only, like, there's like That's a, a I mean. scene with all the, the masters on the Jedi Council. And at this point, Ayla Secura is on the council and Ayla Secura doesn't say a goddamn word. Yeah. But they take this thing and they say, you know what? We're going to reclaim this. Like the same way that women have seemed to reclaim. It's, it's not the slave Leia costume anymore. It's the hut slayer costume. Yep. It, where, yes, this thing, the way it was presented originally was problematic. And we are going to take that thing and we are going to own it and make it something empowering to us. Yes. And I and exactly. I love what they've done with Twi'leks yes. in that sense. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's why. I think that's why. Yeah. That's like the 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 first one that came to my mind. It was Twi'leks. Yeah. yeah. I was like I'm done. Oh yeah, they're they're so exciting to see. There's so many they're they're such an interesting species because they're just visually the their coloring, the the way that they're their head tail like they're like who look yeah. like I think it's they how are they just, carry themselves they're, they're striking yeah 
and like you said, like even though the world, the Star Wars world, even yeah, um, and how they're originally introduced was trying to victimize them and use them and use their sexuality against them or like use it to their mm. own advantage. Twi'leks still walk around mm. like, no, you can't take this they away are... from me. This is mine. Like, how dare you? Twi'leks are incredibly proud. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, like the tragedy of Twi'leks and the fact that they're seen as this kind of slave race in, yeah. the, in the galaxy. But when you go into like the Clone Wars, into Rebels, and you really get to know the Twi'leks and, and the Bad Batch as well, is that they're incredibly proud. They're incredibly strong. And they just have had a run of really shitty luck. Yeah. Like, they've just been kind of shit on for a while. And it but sucks. But they still but like, hold their head high. Yeah. And they're like, nah, bro. Good like, try. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. You're not going to take like, me down. There's even in the, um, in the Clone Wars, in the uh, Zygeria, uh, like, arc, there, I mean, most of the Zygeria arc tends to deal with Zygerians taking um, Togruta as slaves, but there is a Twi'lek slave moment in there where Anakin is pretending to be a slave master, mm. and he's trying to present Ahsoka as, like, you know, here's oh, a God. gift for you. But there is a Twi'lek slave in there with the queen, and she, the Twi'lek slave, like, tries to grab a knife. That doesn't work. And she... She basically runs to the edge of this balcony and says, I will be a slave no longer. And she, with zero hesitation, launches herself off to kill herself. But that's how they value freedom. Like, that's... It's it's a very powerful moment because Anakin... I'm going to go under on my terms, not yours. Anakin is there to try... Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Rex are all there to... try and free this colony of Togruta. And I think it's like, I want to say like 20,000. So in this moment, Anakin has to have that like, you know, do I try and save this one Twi'lek over 20,000? Like, he's stuck in a place where he can't do anything. Yeah, Like, he can yell at her to stop, but he can't physically go stop her. Yeah. And that's like, just, it, she, she reminds me a lot of Ula from Return of the Jedi, yeah. the Twi'lek dancer of it's heartbreaking. I I am gonna try this. If it doesn't work, this is I will be free no matter yeah. what. That also that story that you just told also just reminded me so much. I was mm. like, yo, that sounds like Killmonger. Yeah, nuts. But I also respected the shit out of him. Yeah, because it's so true. Where it's you, like when you when you look at there's a little bit of a difference. I mean, there's there's a, there's a difference between Killmonger and like Twi'leks, obviously. Well, yeah, because he is a villain. Yeah, <laughs> he is a villain, but Killmonger has very good ideas of what he wants. Yes. The execution, execution is not great. Not so much. Not so great. Yeah, it's like I think a, a lot of people tend to forget about the that part with Killmonger and like Killmonger wasn't wrong. Killmonger wasn't wrong. I'm like he's not right either in the way he's going about things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also, that Twi'lek in that moment isn't wrong, but she's backed no. into a corner and, like... That was her way in, out. In the same way is... Do we Sucks. look at, like, someone like Killmonger as... Are they backed into a corner? And yeah. Does he see any, any other way out? No. He did not. Yeah. That's crazy! Oh, my God. But I yeah. love that. Yeah. These are Glubshittos. That's so like, cool. Glubshittos made, like, a, a resurgence... It's yet so again funny. In it's funny of- that i've never heard that term before i hadn't heard it until and a few months ago 
And in um, Harry Potter particularly, there's so many that I can think of. But for Harry Potter, it's more so the characters we were robbed from the movies. The characters mm, like that... Like Peeves. Yes. Yeah. The characters that we are introduced to in the books, mm-hmm. briefly, even yeah. if they're introduced throughout the books. Winky, the yeah. house elf, who actually... It's did ri- drive the plot line forward. Yeah. She was a very pivotal point of Goblet of Fire. Don't make me go into that. I can I, rant on it. But um, My least favorite of the Harry Potter books. I know. Um, Cassie sent me this picture for her um, like dating app thing. She's like, I want to put this picture in here so that so I'm not catfishing. And I was like, okay, first off, you're fucking adorable in this picture. Stupid. Um, but she's like, you know. In like a flannel and her glasses. And no makeup on. And is holding Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And I was like, are you trying not to catfish by like holding up the worst Harry Potter book? And then I was like, in my opinion. It's what (laughs) I was reading at the time. It's literally what I'm reading now. Um, I'm still reading it because that book is fucking long. Um, But yeah, it's just funny to me that in, in the several different fandoms that I feel like I'm a part of. I've never heard that term before. Yeah. It, well, it, it only... It is new. It is new. It is a newer someone term. Literally, the, the time frame, the timestamp of it, someone literally invented it in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> someone was like, I am bored at home. Bored at home. I like, just rewatched oh, all of the shadow. He probably They probably rewatched all the Star Wars, all yeah. the Harry Potter, all the Marvel, but everything. And we're like, I, there are characters throughout all the fandoms, every single one that... There needs to be a term for it. I'm going to make it up. But I almost feel like they have completely encompassed one of my favorite aspects of Star Wars, which is the random, the weird. Star Wars is stupid, and I love it because it's stupid. And these characters are going to give it like, or make it fun. Yeah. They make it fun. Like some of these stories are obviously legend stories. And. Yeah, we don't know shit in canon about figuring Dan and the modal nodes. No. But in Legends, we know that they... Like, they I have we still don't him. know if he's dead. I still made a tribute video. <laughs> it is on my but TikTok. We, but we know from Legends that figuring Dan had a gambling problem that apparently he killed Avar... What's his butt of the jizz whaler yes! and propelled jizz Max Rebo to stardom? I'm dead. I'm dead. That's hilarious. Like, I love it. I'm so I'm... here for it. This was such a fun episode. <laughs> I told you that I was really excited about yes. this one. Oh my god. That's all I got. Like, guys, Yay. please reach out. Let us know who your glove shittos who are. are. Yours? I I, I I love hearing people's different interpretation of Glubshido because yes. we really just went over what my interpretation of Glubshido okay. is. Yes, I love and that. And that can... I'm here for it. You know, obviously a Glubshido can be whatever you want it to be yeah. because it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. We made this up, guys. We made yeah. this up in a pandemic. Yeah. Like, um, let us know your Glubshidos. Um, please do. This was so much fun. <laughs> I, yeah, it's going to be a... Uh, a scrolling Instagram post. Yeah. Because <laughs> Where there's I can't so decide. many. There's so many. And they're all so great. <laughs> so it's going to be fantastic. Um, thank you guys again for, for listening yeah. in. I hope you guys also had as much fun as we did. Um, and if there's any one in particular that Maggie went over that you're like, no, I want you to do an episode on this. Like, yeah, let's get into I it. I totally Let will. us know. Not the one with the long name. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The one like, who wanted to be an engineer. Oh, my goodness. I... Don't know why I decided to write that entire name and not practice the name once. Um, but. D- girl, 
that the name took up three lines that yeah. explains that we'll, we'll post a picture of that name written in my notebook right. because that's ridiculous. So funny. But on that note, this episode has gone on slightly longer than we intended yes. for it. And Cassie has drinking plans. We Actually, both have we, drinking yeah, plans. Oh, yeah. I have to go, too. I am making uh, you go. <laughs> yeah. We have drinking plans, and we must away. Yay! <laughs> you, guys, you guys enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your week. Have um, fun. Think about your favorite Globeshado characters. Yeah. Think, who's your favorite Globeshado? Uh, make good choices. And that's all I got. We will talk to you next week. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye.